0: You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This
1: is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's Life in Football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right.
0: yeah, that's life and football. It's life and football. We are life and football. Welcome to the Life and Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this is your co
2: holding more. You know, we loving life and enjoying football.
0: We got a legendary player, and I'm talking about legendary for us in the Florida Gators' eyes, the state of Ohio, and just a lockdown corner as well. He goes by the name of Keywon Ratliff, and I remember him playing at the University of Florida and tearing up the scene, and now he's back at the University of Florida as a uh, director of player personnel. Now, let me give y'all a little breakdown if you don't know. He was balling out of control, y'all. He had that number one jersey on, looking fresh and so clean out there, too. And I'm saying a cornerback that you didn't want to throw his way. Now, they got a lot of legendary cornerbacks out there they'll talk about, but this guy I feel is underrated for us in the mentioning of history because he had nine interceptions one season, three interceptions in one game. Every time you look around, he was picking out the ball. And I love how he had that dog in him. He used to talk to the receiver, let him know what time it was. And he coming out of that great state of Ohio and coming straight out of Youngstown, Ohio as well. The home of Maurice Claret and a whole lot of other ballers come to find out that were raised up there, man. So I'm going to go ahead and quit running my mind and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Coach? Hey, man, listen, that, that might have been the
3: best introduction I ever heard right there. He, he got me ready to play a game.
2: Hey, look, <laughs> hey, that's what we always do. We always come through with it like that, Coach. Hey, it's a blessing to have you on too, Coach.
3: Hey, listen, I appreciate y'all bringing me on. Y'all thinking of me to talk about some football.
2: Yeah, man. And, and you know, it's, look, we've been wanting to have you on for a minute, and I'm going to get right to it. Coach, What? when did you know? What you want to do once football was all said and done, like did you find out what your passion was and what you was going to do as a career?
3: Honestly, I'm just being all the way real with you. I still don't know. All I do know is that football is going to be connected to my life until the day I'm gone. I I was, I was born with the passion and the love for the game and and that's something that will never die. So as, as long as I'm able I'm going to try to give back in some way, form, or fashion to the
2: game. Now, Coach, with all the information that you have, and I was up on you just checking everything up, it seemed like God just was lining stuff up for you because you came back to get your degree, and then once you got your degree, it seemed like you started working with University of Florida right right, like a one and two at the same time.
3: Honestly, like you said, I've been – I, I've been beyond blessed in, in my life through football. I mean, I I didn't take school as serious as I should have when I was in school the first time, but I was blessed and fortunate enough to get a second chance to go back and get my degree. And as you said, I, I graduated in, in August of 2018. And by March of 2019, I was calling my alma mater my, my place of employment.
0: Now, Coach, I forgot to mention in the introduction that you played in the NFL as well. But we want to go back to your history and give us some of the insight how it was for you growing up.
3: Well, well growing up, as you said, a youngstown, Ohio,
0: I mean, it's it's a rough
3: environment. I mean, you, you can look it up and, and, and do some research on it and, and it, it speaks for itself. But for me as a young kid, I never felt any of that. I never felt like I was going through any poverty. I never felt like life was a struggle because I had loving, loving, caring parents who always made me feel like I had enough. And that right there made me feel like I could do anything. And before I knew how to talk, walk, think on my own or anything, I knew that I loved football. So I gravitated towards that. And and that was what what kept me off the streets and kept me on a straight path.
0: Now, Coach, you went into the NFL as a second rounder. How was it for you and your family with achieving that goal of going from the University of Florida into the NFL?
3: Financially, it was it was amazing. I mean, taking a kid that was that was twenty two years old from the from the hood who who had never really had much, and giving him a chance to be able to help, just about everybody that was close to him that he loved. So I got a chance to help my mom. I got a chance to help my little brother. I got a chance to help uncles, cousins. I got a chance to to, to be able to be a rock to some of the people that I grew up with that helped me, whether they knew it or not, whether it was financially, just just showing up to a game emotionally, anything. So that right there was was an ease for me. But at the same time, I never reflected on it and took it in for what it was while I was playing because, in my mind, that's what the next
2: step was, and it was expected. Now, Coach, with you showing love to the family and doing everything that you did for them while you was in the league and now that you're out and you're at University of Florida, it seemed like if I'm there, if I'm a player and I'm there, whether it's wide receiver or DB running back, I'm beating down your door to figure out, Coach. How do I need to position myself to first of all get to lead? But once I'm done with the lead, what? How do I position myself going forward too? Because you know you've been there, done it all. So at a high level, so how do the players come at you when you're there right now with them?
3: I I give you an example. Uh, when I first got on the job, you know, I like you, like you said, like y'all said, an in introduction. Uh, you know, I, I I like to talk. Uh, I I get myself going by talking. So, first couple practices, I get out there. I see I feel out how it's going, and then I immediately jump right into the you know the back and forth banter between the DBs and the receivers. And one of the guys that I was getting on was, was a guy was a wide receiver who was supposed to be a leader on the team, a vet, a guy that I knew we were gonna lean on. So I got at him first just to see if I can get under his skin, but it, it, it turned out to be opposite. The kid gravitated towards me and started picking my brain, wanting to see, you know, why, why I saw this or why I was saying certain things that I was saying because some of the things I was saying, he was noticing that he did. So that kid turned out to be a, a, a kid at Van Jefferson who ended up being a high draft pick, the NFL wide receiver who just had a great playoff game. But just to see little things like that, like it makes it all worthwhile that you can just – give a kid like van a nugget or two even though he's been been raised by greatness his dad has been there done that you know still doing that and to see it, i can still be able to help and, and lend one or two things to a kid like that makes me see that this job is worthwhile
2: you've been blessing them for a minute now because i seen you had the rat Pack. now you at the gators but i do throw this out here you about to turn the big four zero. In April, so what 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 you got going on for that man? They getting a the party ready for you? Nah, right
3: now you know with with the times the way it is, I I wish I could you know go home and celebrate it the way that I I wanted to, but you know with, with the way it is now, you know I'm just gonna lay low, spend time with my wife and my kids, and, and you know try to try to bring it in that way and pray and hold off the celebration for maybe now now we're gonna have to change it and do maybe 41 or 42 is the big year
0: coach I, I understand that coach because everybody taking the coronavirus seriously, and which we should and I know your job requires you to do that as well so you know we're going to go ahead and say congratulations and go ahead and celebrate for you right now on the phone
3: I but appreciate that
0: right 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 on another note this what I got to know how did you end up at the University of
3: Florida it was the Youngstown Connection I mean, Youngstown boys stick together, man. Like, I, I came out in a time where, you know, I already told my my name, so I ain't nothing to hide. I came out in a time where there wasn't, you know, social media and the internet and all those type of things. So what we had to look forward to was the Tom Lemming book every summer. His book came out, and, you know, there would be hundreds of guys from each state that they would talk about, but only a select few would get their picture on each page. So my goal as a freshman was to get my picture on a page in one of those Tom Lemming books where they did my write-up. So going into my senior year, I was blessed enough to make that. So that book just so happened to get on the desk of Bob Stoops, who so happened to be at the time the defensive coordinator at the University of Florida. And he saw, he's looking through Ohio. As you know, he's a Youngstown guy. He saw the last name he recognized the last name he got my coach's number out of the book contacted my coach my coach brought me down to the office called me in this is i didn't know nothing about florida i'm gonna be honest with you i was a big T N guy i was going to michigan or penn state my mind so i get on the phone and and i hear this coach say hey uh how you say your first name i said he said oh hey how you doing kewan my name is bob stoops i'm the defensive coordinator out at the University of Florida, I got a question for you. I said, yes, sir. He said, by any chance, do you know Chucky Ratliff? Are you any kin to him? I said, yes, sir. That's my father. Coach Bob Stoops said right there on the phone, he said, listen, I'm reading this article on you. I haven't seen you do anything. But if you're half as good as Chucky Ratliff, the University of Florida is going to offer you a scholarship. So then after that, that's when the recruitment began. They came and watched me play basketball. And the rest is history.
0: Hold on now. So you say your dad was a legend as well
3: in Youngstown. He was, yes, sir.
0: Okay, so give us a little insight on, like, for with him playing ball and, like, did you know him for, like, playing football? Did he show you any other ropes? Like, how was that?
3: Well, my dad was always my coach. I got an older brother and I got a younger brother. He didn't coach my older brother. And he didn't coach my younger brother. He was always my coach. So that was like a bond that me and my father shared through the game. So I didn't know my father was a football player, so to speak. I knew he played because everybody would always say, oh, you ain't as good as your dad and would compare me my whole life. But I just knew my dad is my dad. He had three boys by the time he was 24 years old. And, you know, he was in the hood raising those boys, doing the best he could. So, you know, I didn't. I didn't actually look at my dad as who I needed to go to to get my football IQ and knowledge from, but that's where it came from. So as I got older, when I got to college, people would still say stuff. So I got a chance to hear some of the stories and he still, you know, supposedly, I don't know because he played so long ago. He still has state records, but I know that Coach Stoops and Coach Pellini and all of the coaches that are in college coaching right now from the state of, from the state of Ohio and from Youngstown all give me respect from my dad and not from my playing career. So that says a lot about the player he was.
0: Key one. This is my last question, Coach. You have done a marvelous job. Had a beautiful career. Did you ever think for us? just dreaming as a kid because we all have a dream you know to go to a big time college then go to the NFL leaving Ohio that you will return back as an NFL player in the state of Ohio
3: honestly I never dreamed of playing for the Browns or the Bengals I mean growing up those two teams weren't really that great so naturally those weren't going to be the teams you really rooted for and and In my mind, I wanted to get out and see the world through football, and that was a big reason why I chose to leave the state for college. So being able to get away, to grow and mature and learn myself in Florida for those years I was there, to be able to get drafted and come back home and to share it with my family was a blessing and a curse all in one that I wouldn't change for anything.
0: Y'all heard it right here, man. That's the director of player personnel at the University of Florida, a legend. If y'all get a chance, go look him up, man. He was amazing down there in the swamp, wearing that number one, tearing up the scene. I love what he just said when he broke down the history with Coach Stoops and the Youngstown Connection, and I love how he's continued to progress in his life and be successful but yet and still he's a part of the gator nation he's always going to be a part of it because he's in the hall of fame at the university of florida as well and i just got to say thank you coach for coming on and to all the young players out there this should be inspiration because he had a chance to go and do his thing in college in the nfl but most of all, he's putting back into the game of football in a positive way. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down, or else you'll fall to the ground. It's a Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time.
1: This is a new day to try to get right This is a new day to get on-track yeah, that's life in football This is a new day to live your life This is a new day to try to get right This is a new day to get on track yeah, that's life in football it's life in football we are life in football